I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Robin Lavasser with the Be Your Best podcast, and I am here with our fearless owner and leader, Todd Screema, and the super great Mr. Jimmy Reed, and we are coming at you as real estate agents, which seems a little odd, because (laughs) there's three lenders sitting here, and what would we know to tell you? And here's what I would tell you is that all of us have been in the industry for 20 plus years. And so we thought we would bring you some tips today that might help you in your business that we've heard from borrowers and our own successful real estate agents in our businesses in the past, and maybe share some of that information with you and see if it would make a difference in your business with your clients. And so Todd, do you want to kick us off on what that strategy looks like? Yeah. We, so, so yes, thank you. So this is for realtors and, and it's kind of a more of a brainstorm. So Robin's right. We are not realtors. Um, I, I will tell you a story that, okay. So this lady's name, this lady's name was Joyce. Joyce was my second, what I call really good, big account. Um, this, this goes back 28 years. So um, I was cold calling. I got a point with Joyce. I asked for 15 minutes. Joyce said, bring, come to my office this time. Now, Joyce was very, very bossy. And Joyce said this. She said, I sit down at her desk. I remember it like it's yesterday. She said, Todd, because I'm doing the, the, the sales process we teach, which is the two-step close. And I'm like, hey, what do you really want in the lender? What do you not like? She says, Todd, let me bottom line it for you. I give you a client within 48 hours. I want you to physically meet with them. Look at their credit report and their bank statements. Then... With, <clears throat> I will show them three showings in three days. I only look at four houses every single time. I know Joyce. She talks just like this. So. Yep. <laughs> she she does it. She says I do a T chart. What you liked about the house, what you didn't like. At the end of four showings, I give them a contract and say, which one are you buying? And we write an offer. <laughs> now, if they say no. I say, great. Now you understand my rule. I take you out three times total. Today was number one. Tomorrow's number two. And Monday's number three. And you are going to buy a house. <laughs> I swear to God, she talked like this. Well, you know dude, the, the power in just that, that people don't get that I just got listening to you is if they don't make an offer after 12 houses, they're not gonna. So she has already decided that I'm going to move on and go get a new client so I can actually sell them a house versus the realtors sometimes and lenders. We hold on to that one bar, that one lead for so long that we don't make no dang money. And that's, that's how smart she really is. Wow. That's funny. You know, what's interesting there, Todd, though, is that, that what you just said, you guys, HGTV for a while took over our little market in terms of the way people thought houses were bought. And if you watch Chip and Joanna Gaines on Magnolia, you know, um, fixer upper, one of the things they do is they look at three houses, they review the budget and the the likes and needs of the client. So on TV, they literally meet with the client first, they take notes, what's important, location for school, bedroom, bathroom count, garage or no garage, backyard and why. And they literally get into it, right? What's a, what's a kitchen mean to you? What's that? What's this space mean to you? Why is this the most important? They go through all of it. Then they show them three houses. And then while the couple on TV is drinking a cup of coffee and eating their Sunday morning pancakes, they call and say, out of the three, which one did you decide? 
Now we all know we're not in that market anymore, right? We're not in that market. Um, mm. And so now everything feels really anxious, but the problem is we're not acting, we're joining the chaos instead of sticking to the process. Mm. And I think that we can say that for both lenders and realtors amidst yeah. the chaos, and that's making things messy and unclear to the client. Um, and super candidly, sometimes comes across as um, us just trying to get a sale across the board, lenders and realtors, versus taking care of somebody's needs and wants and trying to meet those goals. So I think what you're saying is just gold, Todd, as far as understanding what a client wants. Uh, I'll say a couple of other comments and we can we can t- continue to talk about it. But um, the first that first week I met her, she sent me one client. I walked in Monday morning. There was a, that was back in fax machines. There was a accepted offer on the fax machine. <laughs> and we repeated that process for about eight years that we did business together. She, she, most of her years, she did 60 to 80 buy sides a year. That's how she did it. And now since then, I've worked with other agents and stuff and they, anyone who puts up big numbers, like 30 plus buy sides, 25 plus buy sides. The one thing I noticed talking to them they have a process. They have a process mm-hmm. and a filter process. Yes. Like they, they are okay with saying goodbye to the client. That is the 100%. biggest, most powerful thing. What's the story about that guy? There's a story about a guy in LA. I think I've told this before, but he walks, he, he's a, he's a door knocker, which I know, I know two personally in our area of Sacramento that are amazingly successful. So he's a door knocker and all he does is knock on doors and try and run into people and ask them, are you buying or selling real estate? And if they are, he closes them on a four o'clock appointment. That's the only time he'll meet them is four o'clock. And he says, be at my office at four o'clock. And then he gets six people to meet at four o'clock. And he's got six offices with six assistants in them. And they each grab one of the clients and do the presentation. And of those, he gets two listings and one buyer every time. Wow. Repeat, repeat, awesome. repeat, 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 you know, repeat. But part but, of that process that Joyce used, this is just a tip to realtors that I thought was awesome. And I haven't seen many people do it. She had a really good questionnaire ooh. that uh, like what zip code, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, pool, yes or no, deal breakers, um, previous pets in the house. Okay. Like super detailed, like, like 50, 80 questions that were check marks. And she used that to do the search. And so oftentimes as a lender, I would be meeting with, you know, a, a, a potential buyer. They're working with an agent. And uh, how come you haven't found a house yet? What's going on? They're like, they keep sent. This is the most common comment I ever got. Mm-hmm. They keep sending me houses I don't like. Totally. Yeah. That can yeah. be solved with the process of a call the questionnaire. <laughs> You know, it's also, you know, having setting clear expectations is sales 101 in general, right? And because you really have to, people want to be led at the end of the day. And if we're order takers versus being advice and professional, you know, guides, if you will, through it, if we're just being order takers, could you imagine Jim never rafting before and, you know, hiring a guide and then being like, well, here's a paddle, here's the raft. And you pretty much head this way and good luck. You know, this guy guy did that to me. This guy right here did that to me. I'm not kidding you. We went went kayaking. I've never been kayaking. They sent me down a class four rapid. (laughs) 
I'm not kidding. I almost died. They, they almost my whole life was gone. Thank okay. God you're still here. Oh and my the goodness. Still here. Funny you brought that up. Look at him laughing. See his face That's all red. Hysterical. He did that to me. <laughs> did you yeah. see his face when Jimmy came out of the rapid? <laughs> it's a class four you know, rapid. You also took him from through a hurricane in an airplane, Jimmy. I'm yes. shocked you're still friends. Please, okay, please. I'm not sure what's happening. Okay, it, back to work. Hey, I got something I want to work. share. Back to work. So we're talking so, about meeting people, right? Yeah. Leading people through things. Processes. So it's March of 2022. Mm-hmm. So there's no inventory, and we've we've gone through two years of double-digit appreciation. And the older people in the group remember 2008 and the boom. So everybody's consumer confidence is kaputska, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question is, as a realtor, that they're not asking you, and maybe they are, um, but I'm telling you you're not ready for it, is why buy now? Like, you really got to have your answer ready. And if you're working with a summit funding loan officer, we have a software program where when we enter a zip code, it gives me 62-year appreciation rate for the zip code, a 10-year appreciation rate, a five-year, a one-year. But then what it also does, Todd, check this out. It looks at the rents in that zip code, compares them to a price. It has the median income inputted into that zip code and it predicts appreciation over the next five years. And it's based on data, not emotion. And so it supports buying a house right now. In addition to whatever tool you may already use, like how long you're going to be there. If you're there forever, it don't really matter. All those standard things that the realtors are using. What's happening in the CSI, forensic science, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the test called for DNA? Whatever that is. Yeah. yeah, the DNA test is that people want to see the why, not hear it. You have to justify the price in writing. You have to justify the why by now with statistics. So we have that tool. So you got to be ready for that in addition to be able to control the sales process. And people are skipping it. They're just saying, well, buy now, <laughs> right? Or you got to pay rent somewhere. I mean, you got to really have two or three reasons as to why buy now. Or they're saying, let me know when you're ready. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. Let mistake. me know when you're ready. I don't want to drive you around anyways. Uh huh. Let me. And then who do they call when they're ready? The next person that's standing there, like with the keys to the dressing room, because all of a sudden they found a pair of pants that might fit. Yeah. Right? The person. So, the person who's hustling. That's who yes. The for. person yes. who's hustling. There's a little story that I, I want to tell that tied into that, Jimmy. I love that. I love everything you just said. I had a borrower years ago, and uh, a pretty pretty limited. Um, budget overall, really wanted to become a homeowner, pre-approved, ready to go. And she was dead set that she would only live in this one area, dead set. This is where I want to be. A couple kids, like not, not willing. There was nothing. There was just nothing coming up that would fit the price range. They two didn't align. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, after probably four months of checking in and the realtor checking in, that the borrower, all of a sudden, I get a contract essentially, or a request for a pre-approval letter for that borrower from a different agent of course. in a town 15 miles away from here. And I was like, whoa, 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 what, what's going on? So one, as a lender, I immediately called the borrower and said, what's going on? And she said, well, we're at a Super Bowl party. This is no joke. And we saw it for sale sign next to some friends of ours. And it's in the price range that we qualify for. So we're willing to look at it. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Deborah's been showing you houses for months on end and nothing's, nothing's fit. And she didn't know you wanted to look down there. And she said, oh, I didn't even know she sold houses down here. It's 
15 yeah, people don't away. know that's true so it, true. It, right so just it wasn't the borrower's fault necessarily i said whoa, whoa please don't write with this agent no offense to them like deborah's worked really hard for you can we get you back connected with deborah and have her write the offer on this agent's home right um because they already have the sign in the yard and so we did that deborah ended up closing the deal it taught me a valuable lesson as a lending partner and also deborah a lesson as a realtor and that's that when something isn't happening be willing to pivot Try Be willing to reset and relook at expectations with your clients. When they are beating their head against the wall and not achieving a result, you just got them saying, if you looked at 12 houses and they're not able to get into a house, there's a problem. Next. We got to relook at expectations or commitment level from the client or maybe a combination of both. But we have to be willing to stick around and dig, if you will. You might lose them anyways. Deborah would have lost that one anyways. How do we get, how do we regroup and reset expectations process and make sure we get to the finish line with all the hard work we've already put in? Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Guys, we got to wrap this up. Let, let me, just a couple of comments and then Jim will end with you. Um, <clears throat> we're talking about ideas on making, showing a property more process driven. Mm-hmm. Part of the, this came up because the, it's in the, it, the, the market is exhausting the, the realtors right now, right? Mm-hmm. So make it more of a process. The other thing that I just wanted to touch on, and it is a little self-serving, someone teaches these things for all of our loan officers across the nation. So I think a great lender could literally make a realtor another 30, 40, 50, 80 grand a year. I believe that. I've seen it doing things like Robin just said. Um, I got a a voicemail yesterday from one of our originators about our bridge loan. And he said, dude, I just put together a deal for a realtor that wouldn't have never been a deal without our bridge loan. And that realtor is making $27,000 commission. And she wanted me to pass on a thank you. Ooh, love so that. I nice. texted back. I said, send me her name. And I called her this morning, said who I was and said, Hey, I heard you wanted to say hi. And thank you. I said, it's my honor. You're my client. And I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that deal came together and we're getting paid. Yeah. So <clears throat> That's what a good lender does for you. It's very, very important. Jim, last comment. Well, yeah. So, so to wrap it up is, hey, listen, we spend a lot of time on a professional presentation to partner with our realtors, and we cover our loan officers. Why buy now with facts? So that, so that when you do it, it's not the first time they heard it. And that is what creates confidence from the buyer side so they go make an offer. So you got to be in unison with your lender, and that's what we work on with our presentations. So, guys, thanks for listening to us. Um, We come out with these once a month to say thank you, um, but to help you with some sales tips, and we appreciate your business. Yes, we do. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Jim. Have a great month, guys. Talk to you soon. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to be your best at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.